Hola, chismosas. Welcome back to Chisme con Corazón with Cristal Vanessa Perez Figueroa and Fabiola Salazar. We've inherited the art of storytelling from our ancestors, and this podcast is a preservation of the lessons behind the stories. We're linking up with powerful Latinas, sharing our light and building our community. Join us as we lean into each other's magic. Sisterhood, cultura, and storytelling captured in a podcast. Recordando que hay fuerza en nuestras historias. All right, everyone, we have some decks of cards here mm-hmm. because Fabiola and I, on all feelings, when we get together, we don't necessarily speak regularly, but when we do, we catch each other up. So we decided it'd be fun to pull some prompt questions and kind of just test each other on the spot. Some real time thinking. Yeah. All right. Do you want to pull from the re- self-reflection, the gratitude or the breakup deck? Oh, let's start off with self-reflection. <laughs> All right, cool, cool. Ooh. Like self-reflection and gratitude are pretty good. You would think this one. <laughs> oh no. What insecurity has been holding you back the Ooh. most? Damn, my God. That right? God like this this was too intense very quickly. <laughs> one insecurity that I'm working through and I believe it still holds me back, but I'm more aware of it. So I try to coach myself when it happens, like being in corporate and like being a Latina in the corporate world. And when I started my career, I used to very much code switch and it Mm -hmm. takes up energy as we all know. And then in my second job, I code switch, but I, I was more comfortable telling people I was Latina and then most recently in my experiences people would assume I was Latina because I worked for a fund that had a Spanish sounding name so people would bucket me into the Latina category now and, and there was pride in being Latina in that space now where I'm at sometimes not maybe not the Latina part but the woman part holds me back I'm very aware of, mm-hmm. and we talked about this earlier, of being seen as someone who isn't executing or I'm taking yeah. too long or I'm seen as not as intelligent because someone along the lines misunderstood what I wanted and then they loop in other people so then more people yes. see the fuck up, excuse yeah. my language. And that continues to hold me back and then adding a layer onto that obviously I'm proud of who I am as a person and I will talk about it all day long but it's I still am not comfortable being like you're a white man this space is for you I'm a woman specifically Latina woman and I have to navigate things that you don't necessarily have to and so um that still continues to hold me back. It's like one insecurity. It's one insecurity I'm very aware of, and I haven't figured out how to overcome it. Mm-hmm. Besides, like telling myself take up space, and who cares what other people think? Yeah, and even then, like it's easy to say take up space, but then you have to like remind yourself in the moment, like 
all right, this is it. (laughs) Let's, Let's execute and like support yourself through that process where you talk about like your tribe. Like it's easy to text your friends like, Hey, I'm, I'm going into this situation and they all support you, but it's also this other space of like, all right, we're going into this situation. You're about to support the shit out of yourself. <laughs> like we, yeah. got this, you know? Yeah. And even, you know, on my team, there's one other woman and sometimes I see it in her and, and sometimes I'll ping her like, Hey, happen. Mm-hmm. I'm getting, not, ex- I get anxiety from it. And then she'll say like, Oh, it's okay. Or, or blah, blah, blah. Or like, I also think about it the same way. Yeah. But there was a situation where we were in the conference room she brought her laptop and a notebook and I walked in with a notebook. Um, <laughs> tell me which one is more prepared. Clearly she is. Um, and she was like, Oh, I'm sorry. I took up a lot of space. And I responded to her. I was like, Oh no, it's okay. Take up more space. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I think like as women, we tend to like, and I do it yeah. oftentimes. I'm the one that's like shrinking or whatever. And um, the way I sometimes coach myself is like, what would I tell this colleague? I, yeah. I would tell her to like, take up more space. I would tell her that. So what if people think you're not as smart? Like the reality is that you have a title and they have to work with you. So whether they think you're dumb or smart, they still have to work with you. So they better figure out how to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's tough. Uh, so I'm, I'm back. That's all to say. I'm back into that space. Yeah. And figuring out how do I sort of combine the identity that I gained in my last role, even though we were misaligned in promotion and whatnot. Yeah. Like I could fully bring in that identity and I, I'm back in a situation where I still don't feel like I can bring that full identity. And so I'm code switching. Not necessarily without realizing it, you know? I think that's the I, worst part. <laughs> yep. And I'll do it like where my manager, I'm, I'm like this, I'm super mm-hmm. happy and upfront. Like I'll tell him, Hey, I'm stressed out. And sometimes maybe I shouldn't be so transparent. <laughs> um, but when I'm talking to other groups, I instantly change my voice. Like I, mm-hmm. I tone it down and I'll speak a lot more properly. I don't know how to describe it. It's like, I almost purse my lips. Yeah. And I just sit there and, and I think that's now I'm code switching between departments, <laughs> <laughs> which is more exhausting almost. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we're leveling up. We're leveling up here. And Eric and I talked about this on, in her episode is that we learned how to be career women from my mom, because she was the only example we had. My mom during that time frame of what it was had to blend into what the career, mm. the company culture was and not be noticed for being a Latina. Mm. And that's what she taught us. And I mean, Erica will tell you, she has, hello, this is, you know, with the way she answers her phone, very much a different voice. Um, but that's how we learned to be successful and to survive in a certain sense. And so it's like the last part of last year in that career journey that I had was unlearning that so Mm. that the person I'm bringing forward is who I want to bring forward not necessarily you know this fake I don't even know if it's fakes the right word but like this edited version Mm. so that I'm palatable to the company Um, and because that's not where I'm at that's I'm in a space that's able to facilitate that 
um, which is cool. But I think <laughs> the part is I've been here for like two, two and a half years and I'm just now having these conversations with myself. So it's like rebranding, um, which mm. is that I've talked about like with that. my boss is, you know, I came in at a different position doing different things. Obviously COVID changed us completely. There's different opportunities available. So how do I rebrand myself for those opportunities so that I can align with what I want to do moving forward? Um, so like, not just on a you know personal sense, but how do you brand yourself at work in a way that still feels genuine? Um, mm. So that's a conversation that I actually had in the last few weeks and something that I've been thinking about. That's, I love that the rebranding and then, you know, how, how, what's my brain at work and being intentional about that. Yeah. And then going back to the earlier question, right. Be intentional about what you share, not because we're being calculated, but it's being purposeful in building that Mm -hmm. brand. I'm excited for you. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. I'm like all of this, I think will just serve us better, you know, but it, you learned it along the way. Some, I, I think that's something else that like I'm shedding is accepting that I didn't know everything right away. Mm-hmm. I didn't know mm-hmm. like the right way to do it. And it's okay. And we're shifting because like, it, it, it's cool. It's okay that I didn't know this beforehand. It's okay that like, that's how I was taught in a survival mode. You know, that Instagram quote that you see, like our parents survived and like now we're flourishing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's the way that I see it. Um, is that my, my mom figured out how to survive in like a corporate space and now we're, we're making it our own. Yep. Agree with that. Um, so with that, do you want to pick a different card yeah. for yourself, which, and let us know what pile you're choosing and why. Okay. I will choose from self-reflection because that's the one you got it from. <laughs> and your question was intense. So, <laughs> uh, Let's see. This is a wild card. So I'm supposed to list three things I love about myself. Would you like me to oh. answer this or ask, answer a real <laughs> more stressful one? <laughs> no, you should answer this one. Okay. Wild card. What are three things I love most about myself today? Today specifically. Yes. Today I, I took a break from like work in the middle of the day. Of the day. Um, and I think giving my, myself space to, to do that. I, I shared this with Fabiola before we recorded, but we, my boss covered out 15 times. We joined the meeting and he's like, all right, turn off your screens, put yourself on mute, and just do something to relax and step away from all the meetings we're in all day. And my natural instinct was to open up my email and use those 15 minutes to do email. And of course, as I'm doing it, he's off camera and he's like, and don't open up your email, like walk away and do something. Um, so things that I loved about myself is that I actually listened, <laughs> walked yeah. away. I put on some Frank Sinatra, relaxed. Um, other things that I, I love about myself today, that space that I gave for my parents earlier today, both my, my dad, but my mom is working in the tax space. And so this is an intense time of the year. And recognizing that like, she's tired when she wants to come home, when she comes home from work and wants to talk a little bit too. So I love that I carved space out from that. Cause I could for sure be selfish. Um, other things that I liked about myself today. I don't know. I think my eyebrows look good. <laughs> I've been struggling with their shape, but I think they look good today. Are those three things? Yeah. Right. <laughs> they are. They are three things. 
Four, you get a bonus if you can answer four. It's weird that I don't know how to, like, I struggle to come up with these things. I feel like I like myself as a whole, and that's why it's hard <laughs> to pick ten things out, pick things out, because as um, a whole, I, I'm feeling good. <laughs> good, good, good. That's not a bad problem to have. Right? I'm like, I feel uh, good. All right. What would you like, gratitude or breakup? Let's go with gratitude. <laughs> okay. What is something you wish for your loved ones? Oh, that was easy. Um, I wish the last um, one was very intense. So I yes. think this was the universe saying, yeah, let's take it easy. Let's take it easy. So I, I wish a lot of things for them, but for me, first and foremost is health, health and happiness. And I wish them the like the wisdom and energy to work through whatever it is that they have to work through. Mm -hmm. I never, I never think it's wise to ask for answers. Like I just ask that they have the yeah. energy to think about it. I also watch a TikTok. You can tell I watch a lot of TikToks. <laughs> um, there was like this old man who sells coconuts. I don't know what country. But I don't I know why I thought it. you were going to say cocaine. I'm like, okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> coconuts. And it's somewhere in Latin America because he speaks Spanish. Um, but he was telling whoever was filming him uh, that he didn't have a house to live. And so they were, they basically said like, why are you so happy then? Like you seem so joyful. And yeah. he was like, because I woke up and I prayed and I asked God for the physical ability to work and for happiness. He's like, and I asked for it and I got it. Yeah. And so, um, obviously he believes in God and I, I do too, but it shows the power of that mindset. Like mm -hmm. he believes it, right? He's like, I have health and I have happiness. And therefore that is his reality, despite yeah. not having a house, which for some people it may not mean happiness, but, uh, that's what I wish for them. I wish that they, they wake up and they ask or at least get that wisdom to, to have a positive mindset to deal with whatever it is that they have to deal with. Yeah. Pull another card. Okay. Mine is going to be gratitude as well. Yes. The safest. Oh, no, we're, we're like <laughs> going up. I feel like an in intensity. Um, this one's actually very light too. Okay. Uh, yeah. I think we should have done it the other way. <laughs> when you left break up for last, I'm like, I feel like you're avoiding it, but It'll be interesting how we wrap it up. <laughs> It'll be um, interesting to see what I have to say. <laughs> yeah, I, I love these cards. All right, so my my prompt is the safest space I've ever known was myself. I, Selma said this during her episode and she said, there's no one in the world that I trust more than myself. And I'm the person who's in charge of like the next chapter. And it's, and I, I, I for sure paraphrased it. I feel like she said it more intensely, <laughs> but that's something that stuck with me. And whether it's a small sense of like doubt or anxiety, um, at one point I actually was having like panic attacks where I had to calm myself down in it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, that's one of the things that keeps me back is I trust myself so much. 
And I know that when I'm not in a great space, that it's a temporary space. And that helps me too, to say, you know, like maybe it doesn't feel safe right now because a lot of things are going on, but this is also not a, the space that I'm going to be in for Like it's a temporary space. And even saying that out loud helps it pass like a wave. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'm back in my safe space, um, which is myself. So, yeah. Love that. That was we're good. Let's get more intense. <laughs> okay, let's do it. So the breakup card. All right, let's jump in. Is it the red card? Yeah. You look so beautiful. Right? Yeah. I'm like, I have the regular deck. Mm -hmm. I have the breakup edition, self-reflection. I just ordered self-love. So we'll have other prompts coming soon. All right, this one for you. What story about love have you been telling yourself that no longer serves you? How would you like to change that story? Oh, <laughs> no, I'm like, oh, so uh, going back to reflecting, I realized that I watched a lot of, a lot of telenovelas growing up. You know, some people watch Disney. I watched telenovelas and telenovelas, if you watch them, you think that love at first sight exists. You would think that if a man loves you, they will fight for you and like do whatever they can to be with you. And then the other thing that I learned from those telenovelas is that when you find the person, like they will just be everything that you need them to be. And it requires yeah. like zero communication <laughs> or like <laughs> zero you do a little build a bear. Yeah. <laughs> exactly like things just work and they click and uh once you're in a relationship obviously it, that's not how it works and mm -hmm. I used to think to myself like oh um you know like if this person loves me then blah 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 or like why is it that they aren't what I want them to be and so yeah. that was like another big Going back to the love story I told myself is that people are who they are and you have to be, again, going back to living in the present, like you have to take that at face value and not necessarily, I mean, people will grow, people have goals and whatnot, mm -hmm. but you should never be with someone because of their potential. Like you should be with them because of who they are. Yeah. So that's one thing that I learned. And then secondly, like you have to communicate and speak up the way you would speak up at a job when you're overwhelmed, stressed, et cetera, to say, hey, you did this and it bothered me. Not when you built it up like over months, but you need to express it the moment it happened. And mm -hmm. there should be a <laughs> psychological safety net that says, this person won't leave me just because I spoke up. And that was something that I, that I realized that in me not speaking up, it was a fear of them leaving. Yeah. And so I never felt like I had the psychological safety, even though I'm sure my partner was giving that to me. I just didn't necessarily feel it because of watching telenovelas and women, <laughs> you know, breaking up when things don't work out or whatever. So yeah, going Less back to one, like we felt like we needed the drama also. 
<laughs> making a list of like, what does it look like for me to feel secure? And yeah. especially me and you I, talking about parallel lines, like we, I feel like have the same topics, but we communicate completely different. And we talked about how the fact that your personality lines up much more with my homeboy and my yes. personality <laughs> lines up much more with your homeboy. And yeah. that's like the things that I was frustrated about in my relationship, you were frustrated about, but backwards. <laughs> and so that, I think that's hilarious. And it, another reason why people need to be more in tune with themselves. Yeah. Um, because there is no cookie cutter response person, whatever, you know? <laughs> and it just, I'm chuckling because it reminds me of how much like we shared. And I was like, wait a minute, I'm your homeboy and you're my homeboy. And like, Maybe we're each other's soulmates, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like weird seeing it from your perspective, right? Because yeah. like as as your friend, I'm like, hell yeah, Crystal, like blah, right, blah, right, this right. and this. But you know, when I had it, I was like, no, 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 like this does not work for me. <laughs> yeah. And I remember like I would share stuff and you would say, Well, like, look at it through this lens. That never had occurred to me again, the power of communication. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or like just sharing. And then you would share, like, this is what frustrated me. I'm like, well, no, like, what if this was the intention behind it? Mm-hmm. Um, and again, when you're in your head, you, you have all the details and only your own thoughts are real. So being able to talk to someone about it and get that other perspective, especially I think at first you and I just felt like we were sharing because we're friends and we share. And then we realize you're the one who pointed it out. Like these personalities are actually aligning up <laughs> um, a lot. <laughs> And we were having parallel conversations, but backwards. So, backwards. yeah. Um, and they were saying, oh, another TikTok. Gosh, I'm going to keep bringing up TikTok. But they were saying, they were alluding to someone was talking about the yin, yin and yang mm-hmm. and how you tend to attract qualities or you seek out qualities in your partner that you don't appreciate or that you're looking to find within yourself Mm. so if you find someone who is nurturing and caring like you're looking for that within yourself and that's why you attract it so yeah maybe there's something to be said about our former partners and how maybe they had qualities that we would like to have within ourselves and so that's why we attracted them yeah that's interesting um one of the girls in the book club shared that her, she, she was saying, sharing that a lot of her relationships previous to this marriage or her marriage were very toxic. Oh, wow. And um, yeah. So like very toxic, avoid or ignored red flags, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And then she said that she was having a fight with her husband. Um, I think before they were married, but she said something like, I can live without you or like, I don't need you. And he, his response was good. That's, you shouldn't need me. You're like, that's what I want. Mm-hmm. And funny because we're talking about drama, right? And so she was like, I was, that caught me off guard. Cause I'm like, what do you mean? You, you don't want me to need you. And I told them like, if someone said that to me, my toxic response would be like, so you don't care, you know? Yeah. But he communicated, you are yourself you know you shouldn't need another person you're here with me because you want to be here with me not because you need to be with me Mm. um 
And she was sharing, like, I needed someone to say that because in all of these other relationships, like we were just ignoring, you know, so many issues and not talking about it. And here was this person like holding me accountable if we were like really going to be together. Mm -hmm. Um, And so something else to like, think about of like, just the investment and accountability for folks, not just saying like, I want to hold on to you, but like, I want to make sure that we're we're together because we want to be versus like we need to be or we're just scared of breaking up you know we feel like we need to be here yeah yeah that's so true and yeah um and then she married him so yeah and and she read the book with us and something she said is because I think she's the only person on the group who's married and then there's a mix of people who are in relationships and who aren't but she was saying you know, the, even though I married, like this book is still, I still get into fights with my husband. (laughs) Like it's still (laughs) a constant work that we have to do. And so it's not like I'm married and I already know all of this stuff. It's Mm. stuff that I still need to be able to keep in mind as we're navigating our future together. Um, So, yeah, I'll pull mine. Um, what part of your last relationship worked what part of it hurt? This is interesting. <laughs> um, what part of the relationship worked? I think we, our energy just blended very well. Like so much of it felt just seamless. Um, mm-hmm. Especially like getting to know each other, what our interests were. Um, so yeah, that's the part that worked. It, it just felt very seamless and easy. Um, the part that her is that when there were concerns the the communication hadn't been established um like on, on his end he, this also something that I ended up learning through the relationship right like I didn't know it but my personality type is anxious so I need constant communication his personality type was avoidant and so he communicated well and I did feel like emotionally supported which is like the weird part is when I did communicate I felt the shift Mm -hmm. Um, but I didn't necessarily communicate often. And when I did, I was blowing up, but then on his end, I needed more communication and I was struggling to get what I needed. Um, which is funny because we, when we talk about like our relationships and stuff, I feel like if the tables were flipped, you would have been like, this is great. What he's giving me, you know? And so that's, what's so funny to me, but yeah, I think that's the part that like the communication was frustrating. Um, and that's one of the things I ended up addressing in therapy was I don't communicate when I do, I I do it from a space of like anger. Um, and how, how can I do that in a healthy way? Because he didn't communicate, but when he did, it was in a healthy way. Um, and so again, we both had stuff to like work on, but it was those things like meeting each other and Yeah. I would definitely say I'm in the void end. Um, and part of that reason, right. And I don't know if you ever asked that question, but part of the reason why I've always felt avoidant was because I never wanted to burden anyone with yeah. like, Oh my gosh, maybe I'm the one being dramatic or maybe this isn't such a big deal going back to having thoughts in your own head. And I, it's just me. Um, and so I'm not justifying the behavior, but that could be one way where he 
he said, I don't want to burden her with, with what I'm going through as well. Um, yeah. And like, for sure, I knew that was a piece of it that he would share. Um, so it's weird because like we, we did communicate well, but we also struggled in a space that was like very important. Um, yeah. And I think that's where, again, I wasn't like when I wasn't upset about the breakup, if that makes sense. I was more so mourning what had been in the relationship. Um, Cause even when I think about it now, I don't think like, I'm not sad that we broke up or ended it. It's more so like releasing the potential. So I think it's like mourning that more so than, oh my God, like it ended type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially when I look at like green flags and red flags. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there were probably more green than red. Um, and so like, that's another part of like, how do I take what I learned for the next one too? Yep. Yeah. I feel like there was something else, but it's in my puzzle. I was just going to say that I agree with that sentiment. Um, and I alluded to earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Reflecting back on it, I, I do think to myself, man, you were the problem here. <laughs> Not problem, but you're, you're the yeah. one that was at fault here. And, and it's when you write down, right all the things you're like, Oh, there, there was a lot of green, mm-hmm. um, more, more than the red, of course, but yeah, I it's hard to let it go, you know, yeah. but also this is 30, like we're maturing, <laughs> we're becoming healthier in our habits, which is crazy. Also happy belated birthday. Thank you. <laughs> so kind. Okay. 21. I know. I, I'm embracing this 31, honestly. I said 21, but 31. Yeah, I know. But that's what I'm saying. I'm like, it's okay. We don't have to lie. (laughs) I'm like, we're embracing it. I am thankful that I'm in a space where I'm happy. Maybe if I was sad, I wouldn't have felt like that. Yeah. Love it. Happy early birthday. (laughs) Thank you. September. (laughs) I'll be joining you in a couple of months. Yeah. Um, well, to wrap us up, or do you have anything else? Nope. That those last ones yeah. were intense. It's eleven eighteen in Chicago, which means it's twelve eighteen in New York. And I'm glad you pointed out your eleven eleven because mine se ya se pasó. So oh. I, was, I was able to make a wish through Zoom. Um, love it, love it. But I wanted to say, we've talked a lot about like what we're excited for. What is like one tangible thing I think you're excited for? I feel like we've talked about like, not hypothetical, but like growth and lessons and skill sets, but like, what's something that's upcoming that you're excited for? Uh, So this is my first time living by myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've always had roommates. Um, And I'm excited to get adult furniture. It's like the weirdest <laughs> thing. Like my sister was like, you have to get matching things. So like pick a theme. And as someone who has never historically has never invested in their home, because like for mm-hmm. me, all of the apartments I lived in were transitional, like yeah, candidly, like I would usually pack two bags some, you know, the previous person would usually sell me the bed. Like it was, it was an arrangement that I was able to move in and move out really fast. 
And this is the first time where I'm like, no, this is my home. Like, this is not yeah. an apartment. Like, I have to make it a home. So I'm excited for purchasing furniture. Yeah. And, and it's your own space. I know you were in apartments before you moved back to Chicago. And then in Chicago, you were in your sister's space. So this is your for sure all you. Yes. I'm going to make so many holes in the wall with <laughs> shelves because that was for context. My sister never allowed me to make holes in her. I wall. remember. Yeah. <laughs> I remember all the holes. That's so funny. And I'll pull up sometime soon to see. (laughs) Give me three months. So it's going to take time. It's going to take, I I want you to walk into a home, (laughs) like a half built apartment. I'm like, now you tell me when you're ready and we'll get there. (laughs) What about you? What is one practice, not practical, but a tangible thing that you are looking forward to? thinking about establishing a routine and what I want out of that routine, not just establishing it, I think is, is a different piece before I was like, this is what I want my routine to look like so that I feel stable. And I know what's, what's upcoming. And now it's like, no, what shape the routine based on what you want to get accomplished, um, mm. which feels different. Yes, for sure. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's powerful. It's like, how do you make your schedule work for you? Not you work for your schedule. Yeah. Cause at least for me, it's, I'm on zoom all day. Right. And then I, I told you my plan after my classes on Sundays is to find a coffee shop and sit down because otherwise I'm editing the podcast in front of the exact same screens that I edit work or that I work, you know, and having that shift and location, I think is going to help me also using bookstores and libraries to study instead of saying, I'm going to study here. Um, so again, being intentional about like the time and how I want it to be used, but also how, how I want to feel in that space. You know, I, I used to say like, Oh, I'm just, I'm going to carve out time to study. And then I would set that time aside, but it would come to it and me daba, not like, me daba flojera, but also I just didn't feel in the right space. Um, and so now I'm like, well, how do I create that? That's exciting. Yeah. And and that my mindset shift mm-hmm. is, I think is going to serve you a ton. Yeah. And you, everyone can hold me accountable. I want to start running once the snow melts. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I agree. Me too. Yeah. And just be able to use the space that we have. I think that's it. This is a fantastic launch to season two. I'm excited for your hearing more about your routine, hearing more about you getting a new therapist, running, and you advancing in that career, as well as in all of your other relationships (laughs) and friendships and lovers, etc. Um, I'm excited for you and what New York is going to bring you in this new adventure and everything that's exciting. You could be living out your own, how I met your father (laughs) soon and not even be realizing it. You could be in it right now. Fabula. Exactly. Right. I could be living. I I think, but outside of that, I'm excited for you to also just continue to go like grow into yourself at work and the new space that you're in. Um, I know that you were 
looking for something new, ready for something new um, for a while. So even though it's not the, the perfect space, I hope whether it's this or another place, like you find it, you're happy. You find that, right good, now, that good place. So do you want to do a quick outro or just say bye? Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for listening to part one of the first episode this season. Join us next time for part two. Thanks for joining us on today's episode. If you'd like to share your chisme with us for a chance to be featured on the podcast, send us an email at chismeconcorazon at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 929-333-2752. As always, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and leave a rating wherever you're listening to this podcast. Adios, chismosas.